Hello everyone and welcome to another exciting installment of Hot Town Summer in the City. I'm Kevin. And I'm Sarah. And we are here talking about um, what feels like the sweetest of nostalgia, really. Yes, it also feels like Canadian classic, even though it's not the only Canadian <laughs> element is our dear Rick Moranis. But it's there's true. something Canadian about it. I don't it's know. true. This is the crown jewel of the summer of Moranis, really. Yes. Um, peak, it w- peak Moranis. Peak Moranis. Until he saved someone in Toronto. What happened? No, he got robbed. Something happened in Toronto I know, recently. The man's, the man's a national, international Moranis. treasure. Um Anyways, we are talking about uh, 1989's Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And uh, yeah, as we've been talking a lot about, this movie stars Rick Moranis and then a whole lot of people that you don't really... That you'll never see again. Kind of not. hear from yeah. or except they're maybe like vaguely familiar in a 90s movie kind of way. Yeah. 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 Like the neighbor dad is someone I'm like, I've seen you. He was, I, I feel like he was in a show. I know. Or maybe I, he was in Beethoven. I feel like Beethoven has like a lot of tie, tie-ins similar, similar to this movie. Vibes. Like same older sister, blonde older sister. Yeah. No, no. I, What's it, his name? Charles? Charles Grodin. Grodin, who was in every movie at this time, like Clifford. And that was like early 90s though. Yeah. 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 No, this one's great. It's It feels like it also fits that space in the summer of... Um, like kids movie, yes. like very much a kids movie, family movie. Whereas, Here for a good time. It's yeah. fun. It's light. There's a few. The only heavy moment we'll get to is one of my favorite things, which is actually kind of horrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but ultimately, Honey, I Shrink the Kids, this would be my tagline. When rated PG meant contains tobacco depictions, <laughs> because that is just charming to me, that PG gets a, um, it gets a PG rating because of smoking. And really, it's... One person smoking. Maybe, I mean, it's frightening. There's some frightening things. Yes, yes. Even the opening credit font is fun. Everything is fun. Right away, you're just like transported into this 90s, well, late 80s fun. So we have this very 50s nostalgia with a classic cartoon opening. The style of the cartoon is quite retro. It feels like kind of Jetsons or Flintstone style. Um, I was confused, like... Were you watching it? Like, is it? It's not animated. Isn't it animated? (laughs) So I don't know if that would be confusing for children who are not expecting an animated movie, but the animated part is like the opening credit, three, three minutes or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just a fun, jazzy little beginning. And even, you know, it's interesting, like we were talking about this just before we filmed too, uh, recorded, is like, even the music in the credits, it's a, it's snappy and it's fast. Like this movie moves at a clip. And which right is, away, you know what's happening. Which is, I'll tell you what, man. There's something about the 80s that is not today. Is like, n- this This would be a two and a half hour film today. Oh, yeah. I guarantee yes. it. And With the, way more subtlety and nuance that is unnecessary. Yeah, or like way yeah. more about Wayne Zielinski, which is Rick Moranis' character's like quest to be a recognized yes. inventor. Whereas this film, I feel like... And it's again, moving. Sometimes it's I moving. like movies that are like, here's some broad strokes. Here's a dad yes. who doesn't spend enough time with his kids. Um, here's a dad who lives next to him, who doesn't get his kids at all. Um, and Simple. here's these, um, very one dimensional mothers, um, <laughs> frustrated one dimensional mothers. Yeah. 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 Um, although, uh, I mean, right away there's some things I'm like, Oh, that is interesting. Is like, even that mom, mom stayed at grandma's last night. Yeah. Mom is mad. Got yeah. a mad mom. Yeah. Which I like as well. Mom's, yeah. mom's had enough and she is making a statement. Yeah. And it does that also feels kind of 90s, like the references to, yeah, the tension with the parents. And it does feel time specific in terms of the like divorce and separation is becoming normalized by this point. And there's this kind of tension that's a bit more. 
It would have been, yeah. I More mean, modern. Who would have ever thought you'd come here and get like deep societal conversations about Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? <laughs> but uh, it is interesting because this is also when I believe no fault divorce uh, uh. is now like a thing in California. Um, <laughs> or it's kind of in this era that that becomes a reality. So divorce now becomes a more viable option. So it be- like you said, it becomes something that you can't, you can't ignore in films. And it's an also, I mean, it's just like, oh my gosh, I hope that doesn't happen, right? Like it's a thing that everyone in the in the family's aware of. And there's this chaos, right? So there's like the chaos in both the families with the neighbors going on their holiday, trying to get everything ready. They're frazzled, running around. And then with the, our main family trying to basically run the household, but it's not working, mom's away and dad's stressed and the kids are making their own breakfast and eating burnt toast and, you know, like all the things. So very, it does feel... And if, and in a very... Um, Back to the Future, Marty, uh, Doc Brown, yes. little um, Rube Goldberg machines yes. of like, here's how we make coffee for you, or here's yes, how we, which is very fun. But always in that classic way too, where it makes it's almost like I think it's like the like um, cheat code for like this is a quirky, wacky inventor where it's like neat yes. things that don't work. So it's yes. like it'll make your toast, but your toast will turn out terrible. Yes, and yeah. also maybe like a metaphor for like things are not working in this family. Oh. <laughs> Right? Like, things are not working in this marriage. There's a reason mom's gone. Look at that library science. Oh, degree. boy. Yes, kick butt right And now. we also have, like, the look of this is very 90s sitcom with, like, the family home, the suburbia. It's, like, even the outfits. But the way that, like you said before, like, you scratch the surface and there's dysfunction, right? Like, yeah. it's all this kind of sheen of whatever perfection and cookie cutter 50s retro um, neighborhoods, families, etc. But there's a lot going on underneath. But again, I, I what I love about this film is is not a deep look. This is not no. Noel Baumbach's marriage story. This no. is like uh, <laughs> this is this is an 85 ish minute film that yes. I think as a kid you would barely be aware of all of this. Oh, yeah. um, because it's like it's all set up just after the credits. And um yeah, a couple little bit of background before we kind of get into the the bits and bobs of the film is it's uh, directed by Joe Johnson, um, who was a longtime special effects guy. There's a cool series on Disney Plus right now called Light and Magic about the history of industrial light and magic. And he, like, got a job, like, very young with them. And, you know, this is his directorial debut, but he goes on to be one of these, like, sort of established, you know, like, studios can count on him director to kind of manage a film with a lot of effects and things like that, which this one obviously has a lot of both practical, but some very like good for its time, but it definitely shows its era. It shows its age a little bit with green screen work. Um, And uh, the other little um, bit of it, yeah, it's just, as you said, this is, this is the summer of Rick Moranis. Like what a world where Rick Moranis (laughs) can be the name above a credit and like that, that movie can perform. Yes. box office wise love it yeah surprisingly like the special effects are not awful and i think i don't know there's maybe a thing of like well kids are kids can handle it they don't buy you know (laughs) they're fine they don't like demand that much in terms of special effects but special effects are fine and it's pretty good for 1989 i was surprised and yeah Yeah. impressed by that yeah sarah what'd you think oh yeah you were you were excited to see this one we were divvying up our top 10 you said Get, get out of here with Turner and Hooch. Get out of here with Dead ha- Poets. I, ha- I don't think I'd seen it since it came out. So whenever I was five, I remember. Yeah. And um, I really enjoyed it. Like, just found it, like, charming. And a lot of the things that I remember... Maybe I was older than five 
when I saw it, like probably after it came up, but, um, I, yeah, all the things that I remember enjoying when I was young, I really enjoyed. And so I guess I haven't changed, but <laughs> I, yeah, I thought it was really charming and there's enough there for obviously adults and older audiences that I think, yeah, it's totally enjoyable. Um, it does feel like this nice little, um, time capsule in a way too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I liked that part of it. I, you know, for me, what I loved, and I, I mean, I have some like specifics, but I love how just, um, you know, like sometimes I think when, when movies that are aimed for kids, try and do these like wink nod moments to parents, yeah. it, it just feels frustrating. Yeah. Like there's so many movies I'm like, I couldn't even show my kids this because I actually don't know if they would enjoy it yeah. or it would be slow. Whereas I'm like, this movie is just like laser beamed, um, focused yes. on, on kids yeah, like absolutely. everything about it even it's so straightforward it's like funny it's sweet it's exciting like it's there's some very straightforward great plot actiony like, will... adventure sequences yeah that are very winsome yeah and yeah. I mean even and honestly like this is this is the plot is this dad is a kind of um aspiring but but clumsy inventor uh his marriage on the rocks uh his kids who are exact like mini me's of uh the parents like Amy is the teenage daughter who's like all about boys and going to the mall, which <laughs> so many references to the mall in this film. Very 90s. Very, Very 90s. 89. And then uh, Nick is just like same glasses, same haircut, same yes. lab coat adorable. as his dad. As adorable as Rick Moranis. Oof, absolutely. Um, yeah, are just kind of in the house and he, Wayne Zelinsky, Rick Moranis goes to present this shrink ray thing that doesn't work. Um, and, uh, meanwhile, the neighbor's family. So he's also having career frustrations. Career frustrations. Besides the marriage. Yeah. Meanwhile, the neighbors are the complete opposites. Like they're jock-ish, uh, and the, the younger son is into baseball. The older one is a bit of a pretty boy. The younger one too is like one of those like kids who was in all those movies. Yeah. Like I feel like he was in the Sandlot or Angels in the Outfield or. I mean, something. his outfit is literally out of just like casting 101. <laughs> yes. I feel like they just are like, we don't need you. We just need Maybe your hat and your vest. He was one of the random your, cousins in Home Alone. And your blonde hair. Yes. Um, yeah. And they're like, the neighbors don't get along and they're getting ready to go on this big fishing trip in an RV. Um, that is, that is the height of challenge here. And then, um, baseball gets in the, in the dad's off, uh, laboratory, the shrink ray works and all four kids get shrunk down. And then, uh, the dad it's real banner showing for dads in this film. Uh, <laughs> the dad accidentally sweeps them all into the garbage, yes. puts them in the back. And now the entire movie is just, they have to get back to the house. Yes. They have to traverse the lawn and then it's just big practical effects lawn. That's, that's the film. Yes. Um, so also, okay. Before we get into other little moments, the other thing I can't get for the life of me is like at no point do they really panic about their children. Like, <laughs> like it's no. it's it's a long time to not have a which clue also where your feels kids like are. very eighties slash nineties. Like they'll be fine. They'll I guess so, yeah. Out. There's no phone. There's, there's no, no helicopter way. parenting in this film. There's zero. There well, is, except for when he's literally he's helicoptering literally a helicopter on the, the lawn. That's fair. That's yeah, fair. but. Yeah, um, we have a very winsome, very charming teenage boy who I remember thinking was hot and <laughs> is still pretty cute and has a bit of a Wayne Gretzky thing going on. It's the mullet, mullets are back as they always are. Um, so that was that was fun to be like, yeah, no, he's cute. 
Yeah. Um, this falls into the genre of American comic science fiction film. Okay. Which also includes Bill and Ted, Ghostbusters, Men in Black, Space Jam. So I feel like there would be no Space Jam without this film, which is, you know, very important. Very important. And yeah, that's a pretty niche um, genre, but I feel like this is kind of the era for that kind of movie. And maybe it's because special effects were getting better. Maybe it's because there was just like simple stories for children that could be told in a different kind of way. I think so. I mean, it's also like this big thing with, um, we've been talking about though, is it's like, let's find a formula and let's repeat it. So even you have Ghostbusters 2 this summer, but this film also feels a little bit like, well, okay, Ghostbusters took humor and it took action, but it also kind of took the science fiction-y like sci-fi elements. Let's see what we can do. Right. And, um, you know, and, and it's his Disney way. It kind of paints it with a brush where it's like, let's have it where no one's offended. Um, and, and away it goes, but that's very much, I mean, the summer, that's the theme of the summer, right? Is like, can we, can we crank out some formula films and yes. make it work? So, yeah. 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 Any standout scenes in the in the yard when the kids are in the backyard um, trying to get across? I mean, where they sleep in the Lego. Oh pretty cute i have like the ants flash memories of this film and kids sleeping in the lego yeah, is definitely one of them they train an ant who um you know befriend they befriend and train an ant who they save from a what, scorpion. scorpion yeah which is like what's going also, on there? why is there a scorpion um that's pretty charming and yeah i mean ultimately the kids become friends they're this kind of like what do you say, ragtag group of kids who wouldn't normally connect on any yes. level and yeah. like hate each other as neighbors or the parents do anyways. And they totally, um, you know, by the end they are friends and it's like very much like it's, it's about shenanigans. The whole thing is like a shenanigans <laughs> movie. Kids love shenanigans. Adults love shenanigans. It reminded me of home alone with that of like, what, you know, what problem can we make? And let's, now we have to fix this problem and now we have another problem and now we have to fix this problem. Like there's a lit cigarette and there's a fire, you know, like it's just like. I mean, it all just also has the feel of a drive-in movie. Like I, oh, yeah. I, I want to believe I saw this at the drive-in. That would be like this amazing. feels like an ep, cause again, it's short enough to be a yes. good double feature. Yes. Uh, and it just has that vibe. I mean, I think some things I uh, love standout scene wise. Uh, I do love my boy Russ, yeah. um, oldest neighbor kid, yes. boy who like, I got to tell you, is pretty, like, pretty brave, pretty bold in this film. Like, he jumps in uh, the quicksand mud to rescue Nick. Nick. Uh, He's not even his brother. Not even his brother. And Amy has been very clear that she's not even interested in him. No. But I'll tell you, watching a guy jump into, like, mud quicksand. He, like, swings on the rope? No, he's he's a boss. Yeah. 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 Um, I also definitely think that loads of my fear of bugs... Uh, may fair. in fact That's come fair. from this film because yeah. uh, Nick, the younger boy, is allergic to bees. Because of course, yes. of course, he is. And the then kid the with the glasses is going to be allergic to bees. It's just he's like Kevin, the problem child in Parenthood. <laughs> <laughs> There's way always more, one. Oh, he has emotional problems. Way more focused than, than this this Kevin ever There's could be. There's always one. Um, but yeah, just I was like, I mean, the the bugs are kind of terrifying in this yes. film. Like they're huge and. Um, that's amazing. Um, yeah, no, I think it's a, it's a very straightforward film, but it's, but it's pretty solid. <laughs> Something that I loved, um, common sense media had a great quote, quotable quote. 
Silly, but occasionally scary, 80s movie has lots of peril. <laughs> Which, it does feel like peril, like, in this kind of fun action-adventure way. Yeah. And ultimately, they always conquer the peril. So, it's all good. Yeah. No, they do. Um, yeah, I mean, ultimately, there's not a ton of stakes. It's just super straightforward. It's just and a they, fun film. You know, the classic, they just don't make movies like this anymore. They really, really don't. It's also, okay, here's the horror part of the film. This one scene, which also it's all kind of horrible because it's so unlikely that these children are going to be reunited with their families <laughs> and won't stay strong forever. Yeah, because um, they just, the whole idea is let's get to the house, but then they still they have to get, get their the parents' house? attention because yeah. they are smaller than an ant. Also, the parents are pretty checked out in general and not paying attention The parents don't understand their kids are missing till I want to say five pretty hours after... Um, and they only realize it when the couch is missing because the couch got shrunk. Right. That's how they Rick don't Moranis notice their children. It. They only notice the furniture. Classic. Um, yeah. So the most awful part is that Rick Moranis is so stressed that he has to eat um, because his children are missing. Um, and he almost eats his child who is in the cereal. Which it's at this point, disturbing. I want to I point out again, at this point, he knows his kids have been shrunk down. And he's still eating cereal. He's still eating he's cereal. He's still sitting in the kitchen I think he got a good night's sleep. a good snack. I think he got a good night's Because I think at one point he's like, let's just hope they make it through that night. And you're like, are you kidding me? Like, Opposite of helicopter parenting. Oh. We also have the best happy ending that includes what every 80s movie needs which is a prom i love it we love it a prom is how it ends because amy and russ end up going to the school dance together oh man just just true love where are they now where are those crazy kids now i know i just again i watch this film and i'm like anytime i stress as a parent i almost just need to be like Rick Moranis shrunk his kids and did not notice for five plus hours. (laughs) And ate cereal. And and had a good night's sleep and ate cereal. And then refused to tell the neighbor for the longest time. Also, (laughs) he was scared of the neighbor. What are you gonna do? You not tell him your kid is your kid is shrunk down to half the size of an ant and in my backyard. (laughs) Parent goals. This is what we should be aiming for. Just like keep it simple, parents. It's true. It's true. Rick Moranis, great summer, terrible summer of parenting is what this film. Well, you Although, know what? Can't have it all. In real life, great, amazing parent. <laughs> um, I thought it would be neat to even chat about the, the business side of it. Because, again, that's part of what this um, podcast was kind of hopefully about a little bit. It was the business. So this movie uh, kind of takes an interesting tact in terms of trying to get people to the movies. And they right. include... Uh, uh, an animated short to begin with. Again, it's a super short movie, so you can do that. And they include like um, uh, a cartoon with Roger Rabbit and Baby Herman. No, no, no. Baby. I can't remember the name of the baby. Uh, But anyways, the baby from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And it was a short film called Tummy Trouble. And it's, um, you know. Baby Herman. Yep, Baby Herman. This is a year after... Uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit came out, so it's still kind of popular. It was, I mean, that movie is an incredible marvel of special effects. Um, you watch it and you're like, none of this had computers. But so they use this short, and very much it definitely gets people into the movies. And even I think, you know, when you were chatting about how weird it is that the beginning credits are cartoon, yes. I almost wonder if that's their way of like easing into it, easing yeah, into yeah. this other yeah, movie. Um, also, kids like cartoons. And it's easy to get them in maybe to a non-animated movie if they know there's going to be a little short at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. 
So this movie opens June 23rd, 1989. It makes 14 million in its uh, opening weekend. So it's number two behind Batman, which is still going strong. Also, classic move to do it the last week of school, probably. Because every kid's going to want to go to the movies when school's out. I know. Um, Its eventual total box office for the summer is 130 million, which is like 308 uh, in today's money. Um, Now, this is an interesting thing. It never actually gets to number one. Uh, in the box office, but it makes it to number four for the overall summer, which is kind of impressive. That makes sense to me. This wouldn't be a number one. No, but it's just that it would also be a film that would just keep chugging. Absolutely. Right? Like, and um, there's a lot of good movies uh, in the long distinguished world of like movies that never actually made number one. I think like Sherlock Holmes never made oh, yeah. number one, the Robert Downey Jr. one, mm-hmm. and ended up being a pretty yeah, healthy movie. sequel, uh, healthy movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it went, it goes on to, uh, create a, a sequel for a few years oh, later yes. called a ride at Disney even, uh, in, and an area in Disney. Right. I remember even like there was like an area you could eat in that had like the big Lego yes. and it was like a little play area. Um, a very, a very fun Epcot 3d show, uh, or like 40 where I think you can like feel the bug walk yes. on your seats kind yes. of thing. They blow spray air at you or yeah. spray water. Absolutely. So yeah. And it, um, gets a sequel, honey, we blew up the kid where they, uh, <laughs> is there a baby? Yeah. They blow. Yeah. Which they is also a baby. Yeah. I think in that one. Yeah. Yeah. The marriage clearly comes together because they end up having so. a kid after this. And then they giant that child in uh, Las Vegas, which I've never seen. <laughs> it's a like King Kong situation. It also haunts my dreams. So Fair enough. One of my worst nightmares in life is that baby. And that baby also looked like Nick and Rick Moranis. Which is some great casting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and then it kind of has like a, a sort of failed sitcom knockoff of it in the 90s. Uh, and then, you know, it's one of those ones that the, the concept is so basic yes. that they are always, I think, especially in this era of like, what can we crank out as a new streaming movie or a new, you know, direct, like direct to video. So they're, they're sort of always perpetually in talks of remaking this film. Um, and so it seems like it's stalled, but I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I mean, again, my only thing that would terrify me is this movie in 2023 uh, ends up being two and a half hours with, <laughs> yes. with unnecessary subplots. <laughs> Whereas the, the biggest subplot this film has is prom. Don't do too much. Get, get to the mall. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it the, about the mall and the prom. There we go. Yeah. Um, Sarah, any final major thoughts? Just, just, uh, it'll be what you remember it and it'll be charming, hopefully. Yeah. And I was charmed. I loved watching it being like, this movie is 100% not for me at this stage of life. It was quite an nice um, break from the other ones. Quite, quite a change. Yeah. But refreshing like, breath of air. There we go. That's that's it. that's your little under the movie <laughs> yeah. poster. A refreshing breath of air. Sarah Isbister. Hot town, summer in the city. It's just a fun movie. There we go. Just a fun time. Awesome. Exactly. Well, hey, we'll be back. We'll be uh, back. Talking about another movie soon. But until then, I'm Kevin. I'm Sarah. Bye.